and welcome back to Zaf. My name's Jono. And I'm Beck. And uh, today we have a cracking show uh, for you. It's going to be a really good one. And if you don't know what Zap is, Zap was formed on the basis that there's a lot of good quality journalism out there. And this, well, this is the other stuff. We aim to make the good trash treasure. We find weird, wacky, and wonderful news stories from all over the world. We talk about it, we laugh about it, and uh, we definitely make segments that are loosely related to it. Yes. <laughs> and uh, today to start us off, we have a great story. And not only a great story, we've got on the show with us a very special guest who was v- very much involved with it. Uh, I'm, I'd like to introduce to the show, Lachlan. Hi, everybody. Thank you, Jono. Thank you very much. Hi, Beck. Hi, Jono. Hello. Hi, hello. thanks for coming. Our first yeah. guest Our first ever. Guest. That's crazy. Wow. wow. How do you feel? I am glad that the standard is only going to improve. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lachlan, you and your colleagues uh, have made national news this week. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you've managed to do that and why? So basically, I was just really fed up with everyone eating fairy bread all the time. And I thought, <laughs> I've had enough. I love to hear fairy bread's had it too good for too long. It needs to get <laughs> checked. It needs its privilege checked. And so I, I started an angry petition. Uh, I pretended to be a woman. Uh, I don't know why I did that, but I got fairy bread cancelled. And lots of people got very unhappy with me because I got fairy bread cancelled successfully. Fairy bread cancelled. <sighs> I wonder if no, there was any, do, do you think there was any sort of like market, um, I, I don't know, like monetary repercussions for it, for like brands that sell fairy bread or, or hundreds you, of thousands? I was going to say, you don't sell fairy bread. It's yeah. like, we yeah. did get a few experience. We did get a few angry emails from Big Fairy Bread Co. <laughs> Big Fairy Bread. <laughs> We're coming for you. Yeah. The Fairy Bread Mafia is after me. I'm actually on the run right now. <laughs> They're trying to drown you in hundreds and thousands. Like, yeah, talk. Just a few thousand. Death by tooth decay. Yeah. <laughs> the so, worst way to go. So yeah, you've been you've been very much um, at the centre of this whole cancelling fairy bread, and it's crazy how you've you've managed to drum up so much, I guess, attention to this. Mm. How mm. how exactly do you think? Well, like, what was the the best way that you managed to get attention to it? Yeah, so um, so basically, because I work with the the Chaser, the the comedy group, the Chaser, and um, one of the things that we have seen, and everyone who has at least got their toes in the Australian media media knows about it, and it's that uh, we call it the the idiot ball, um, yeah. <laughs> which is this this weird little term. Where it actually came from an episode of The Simpsons where one of the voice recorders one day said, oh, who's holding the idiot ball this week? Because one character <laughs> always acts out of character and does something dumb. Okay. But in the, the Australian media, the idiot ball is just these these characters who are so eager and so dependent on being angry about something that they'll get angry mm. at anything. And we at The Chaser thought, can we get them angry at nothing? Um, so we sat down, uh, we'd actually, sorry, I will say we saw there was a case just two weeks before we tried our thing, which was on golden gay times. You guys might've heard about that. Yeah, I did see Uh, that one. Mm, Yeah. So that wasn't us. Uh, that was a legitimate one. (laughs) That was completely Um, unrelated. Oh, Oh, so people were actually trying to cancel golden gay times. Well, just make sure that I'm getting my facts correct. Uh, it was one guy who wanted it canceled and, 
um, a, a lot of the shock jocks, so your your Alan Joneses, your Andrew Bolts, your Paul Murrays, uh, right. got very very upset with it uh, disproportionately, and <laughs> Just it one guy. this story where one person who had a complaint ended mm. up having their complaint blown up to every single person in Australia had heard about it. Yeah, right. it's huge. And so we took that model where we thought, <laughs> let's have someone who, who has a trifle with something, someone who is angry at something that's completely innocent and see how many of the big media head honchos bite. And we were very surprised with the results. <laughs> it was very How effective. many um, news articles did you guys actually get? So in terms of news articles, of the ones that I know, there was at least uh, maybe a two dozen different news oh. articles which were writing about, oh, fairy bread causes outrage across oh the cancel culture. <laughs> um, so we got uh, part, of the, part of the Chasers gig is we are the sworn enemies of Rupert Murdoch and News Corp yeah. and all of his cronies. So we got mm. all of them, news.com. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the Australian, oh, yeah. Herald Sun, Sky News, the lot, all of them took this story and said, oh, people want fairy bread cancelled. And that was very satisfying for us because mm. that was the goal. <laughs> the goal, yeah. Um, but we also got, interestingly, a whole bunch of regional uh, Australian radio channels also talking about us. Uh, Even some yeah. ABC uh, presenters started talking about the topic and had callers call in and just perpetuate this this outrage. And eventually... Uh, before we knew it, everyone who had a microphone in the country was holding an idiot ball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering if, like, a lot of the radio stations and stuff got around it um, because well, the Murdoch Media owns a lot of the print press and I imagine they may have put stuff out in there. Mm, and then yes. a lot of a lot of um, radio stations, I'll just take the local paper, see what's happening, and then um, that'll be one of the segments for the day. Mm. Mm, very astute, John. That's actually the, the model that we used. So what we did um, was we put this petition out there. We had uh, a whole bunch of our followers from the Chasers subscriber list actually sign it so that it had some traction. We got a 1,000 people to sign it. Um, and, and that meant that when we, uh, as our character, Alexis Chase, talked to a news... Um, <laughs> when I was looking at this, because I heard all about it and I saw that the there was something about someone called Alexis Chase and I'm like, they have they have took it hook, line and sinker. That's great. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't see the I'm, warning signs. <laughs> I'm very glad that this news podcast didn't take the bait. Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations, in fact. We won't put you on our wall again. Oh, thank heavens. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> We'd never come back from that. We'd never rebound from being put on the wall of shame. Actually, so the, the people who didn't take the bait, uh, funnily enough, are, are you guys and Ben Fordham. <laughs> That's so, it. Because what happened was after we set up this petition, we got tons of people to sign it. We got a whole bunch of media traction. Well, sorry, uh, we got a whole bunch of online traction in one day. Yeah. Two hours after we set up the petition... Our fake account, Alexis Chase on Twitter, gets a personalized DM from 2GB's Ben Fordham saying, Oh, oh I want you on the show. What's your phone number? No way. So we're sitting in this office after putting this prank out there for a number of hours, two hours. And we're like, We've already caught the biggest fish in the pond. Oh my gosh. I'm and just so we amazed go... we've been put in the same sentence as Ben Fordham, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, Lots of people wouldn't be happy with that. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, incredible. he DMs us and we go, oh, 
war games. So we send him a number with some some actors who we work with who were going to take on the, the character of Alexis Chase. Uh, and you guys have for this really got day. this dialed in. You you aren't prepared for any outcome. No, I'm stunned. Uh, well, not any outcome. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, uh, my my intern friends and I woke up at six a.m. and we were listening to Two GB. Which I mean, Ben Fordham, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but I don't recommend. Um, <laughs> Honestly, I don't think Ben Fordham listens to this podcast. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I'm worried because him and I are quite close now. So. <laughs> and then uh, our segment is up next, and our actors are on the phone. And he's so he's talking. He's oh, we've got someone on the line at the moment who claims that they're trying to get Fairy Bread cancelled. And me and the other interns are just texting in this group chat. We're absolutely livid. We're having tons of fun. And then Ben <laughs> oh, Fordham gosh. says, but I know it's fake. No. And our hearts just dropped. Man. Oh, like, no. And then he exposed us on live radio and he called us out and he knew that it was the chaser uh, because. <laughs> well, I suppose so, Alexis Chase is a, is, is a little hint. <laughs> Alexis Chase is the name of a lounge that you can buy at loungelovers.com. Oh. Um, and like, also, <laughs> her top five followers on Twitter were the Chaser Boys. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we we shot ourselves in the foot from the get go. Wasn't looking good. The outcome wasn't looking good. So we actually gave up the prank after one day, and we're very disappointed in ourselves. And I was very disappointed because this prank had been my uh, my brainchild for quite a while. <laughs> Your contribution to the world. <laughs> mm, yeah. Like over in one day. We've all got to. We've all got to do something for the planet. And I wasted everyone's time for two weeks. <laughs> After we gave up on the prank, we we thought to ourselves, maybe a week or so later, what's funnier than trying to get something cancelled and cause outrage in the media, and then uh, failing a day later? And the answer was trying to get something cancelled, getting called out a day later. And then still making the media. Oh my god! <laughs> so we sent out another press release to all of the news.com journalists that we could find, expecting them to put it as a 5 p.m. story because mm. that's sort of the end of the day, and it was a smaller thing. And we really didn't expect it to actually make big news. We thought it'd be sort of a a puff piece that they put at the end of the day. Mm. They run it at 8 a.m., which Ooh, meant, Jono, gosh. you're totally correct because they run it at 8 a.m all of the different uh, other news outlets, so radio and whoever else is reading them, looked at that, took it as today's top story and then printed it uh, without questioning uh, a thing. No way. <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. It had a revival. <laughs> yeah. It did. An accidental revival that we just <laughs> oh did God. not expect. Um, and so then we go into to action mode. We're absolutely cracking up. Yeah, and then we noticed that most of these um, these different outlets, uh, particularly the ones that were attached to News Corp, started removing the story. Uh. Yeah, so they knew that something was up, but they didn't act quick enough because we still got screenshots, we still got receipts, yeah. and we still pretty much just stomped their integrity to the ground. Once, once something's on the internet, it never leaves. That's awesome, and I I just think that's such a i don't know i don't know if valiant is the or noble quest but i i absolutely love what you've done um and Thank i you. think it was 
are an astounding success. So I guess a good a good place to to finish this segment on is where can people find more of this goodness? We've we've already mentioned um, Chaser interns on Instagram. Uh, thank you. Uh, so Chaser interns, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can follow the Chaser on Facebook. Um, or if you want to see the chaser when they were good, just watch War on Everything on YouTube. Someone put it there illegally. You've brought it back. You, I, I still am like amazed that this was your idea, and like mm. you're on on Zap. Like we've got a celebrity <laughs> on our podcast. You've come here. Like, uh, yeah, I don't Australian know. Icon. <laughs> the height of all media, or at least media enemy number one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that that works for us. Yeah, we'll cop that. <laughs> no, yeah. Happy to, happy to, happy to join the show. Absolutely. Uh, well, that's where I'll leave it. Um, Lachlan's going to stick around uh, and uh, for a little bit, and just uh, he'll be in the back. Yeah, laugh track. Yeah, he'll be out. He'll be a laugh track for the remainder of the <laughs> mostly, show. Mostly just heckle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've never had someone boo us on our own. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you will. (laughs) So this week we're talking a little bit about sticking it to the man. And so I thought what is more sticking it to the man than coming up with business ideas that haven't been come up with yet? It's like, what are you you guys doing? Why haven't you come up with this yet? Big business. We're, We're beating you to it. That's uh, yeah. that's 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 the aim. That's the, exactly. that's how we're linking this story. <laughs> You're all fools, is what I'm trying to tell you. But in in fairness as well, I probably shouldn't preface it with this, but I haven't actually googled it to see if it's a thing yet. But oh. I just know. If it, if it was a thing, I would have heard about it. We're going to expose Beck. If this exists, you're in big trouble, Beck. <laughs> I got to say, as someone who has spent the last two weeks of his life focusing on people who don't do their research, this is oh gosh, <laughs> what, am I, what am I listening to? Can I cancel something else? <laughs> you are you are going to get heckled, Beck. Get well, ready. <laughs> bring it on because this this is good. Okay, so I was thinking I I, I was having a discussion with some friends and we we're talking about how. Uh, people like their toast cooked at different levels, yeah. right? And yeah. so especially if you're like uh, in a relationship or if you live with your family and you're you're making like breakfast for a group of people. So for this example, I was thinking like two people, you know, making breakfast together. So when they want to cook their toast, if they have different preferences for how their toast is cooked so like maybe one person likes it you know a bit more on the toasty side and maybe one person likes it sort of just warm bread what you need is a is a four slice toaster because I don't know how much toast people want but it it needs to be at least four slices with four levers and four (laughs) individual dials so that the toast can all go down at the same time but be set onto different levels so that it'll all come out at the same time but cooked to the exact perfect temperature or perfect toastiness that you want. Does it work like that? I thought toasters were... Not not, not trying to shut you down here though, Meg. (laughs) I was under the impression that when you... Like change the the little lever um for for the toastiness the toastiness lever that it doesn't change how hot it gets it changes how long it's cooked that was, yeah yes same that is... difference same same thing same thing like oh, okay. the ropes there the the toastiness that's what I'm talking about yeah, not yeah, how yeah. hot it is yeah so, oh sorry when I said warm bread I mean like barely toasted. But then if you had them all go down at the same time, if people have got different toastiness levels, then they're probably going to come up at different times, are they not? 
Well, yes, but <laughs> but no, it would I, be. I just think you're you're being too critical. Mate. <laughs> yeah. gonna, give her a chance. No, but see, give the listen, toast a chance. It would be you save time with this toaster because you don't have to like put in one set and then take it I out and then put so. in the yeah, other set. So, so say true. one one lot of two pieces of toast is going for a minute, the other is going for two minutes. You're saving yourself one minute because the other two bits have already been going. And you, you could have another two minute slices going in half at the halfway mark, and so you've exactly. got six pieces of toast. <laughs> That's okay. I'm totally yeah. on board now. I, take it back, John. <laughs> I, I take it back. I take it back. This is the best business idea that we've ever had on the show. I don't know about that. You're, you're pretty confident about your one last week being the best one. Yeah, I did. Well, I hadn't I considered the legal probably. implications. But... I've already bought 40 units of this thing. I'm, I'm pushing them out. I'm in. I'm sold. It also, an added feature, I'm not sure if it should be on the, you know, original product or just like. Oh, the plus model. The plus model is see-through. So like, oh, yeah. I think we've spoken about see-through toasters before, and I I'm pretty we... sure they exist. Yeah, I no, think I think have. they do. I mean, we probably yeah. have. <laughs> Knowing this show, we've probably <laughs> somehow gotten onto the topic of see-through toasters before. Isn't but, yeah. that where we always find ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> really shows the duality of man. <laughs> you better take a hard, good, hard look at yourself in a see-through toaster, and then <laughs> see what really matters. <laughs> But yeah, I haven't come up with a business name for this yet, but um, let's um, see. Oh, no. Now, it's this is the brainstorming session now. Oh, okay. Where we're just trying to come up with a great name for it. It's got to be something like, I don't know, the different levels of of toe. Uh, yeah. I, I, don't, I can't. It's not coming. Toast. 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 <laughs> oh, product toast. Oh, no. Call it like toast, but have like an accent over the vowels. So it's yes. like toast. Uh, lean and into the. Um, it's not target. It's target. It's target. Or like, oh, or yeah. like, doesn't Voss have like an accent over the O? I could be making this up. It's not know. toast. It's toast. It's toast. <laughs> toast. Really appealing to our French listeners there. Oh, I, I speak a bit of French. Oh no! Are you our French listener? <laughs> our French I, correspondent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the for the French listeners out there, je suis cheval. Oh, ooh la la, yeah. ooh la, la indeed. <laughs> Ratatouille. Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> The Daily Sydney Times are helping build the next generation of journalists. Buy a copy of the Daily Sydney Times and receive your first newspaper clipping. There's thousands to collect. The included guide will help you put these shredded newspapers back to their original condition over a course of years. There's even a missing piece in every set to show you that you're a disappointment. So what are you waiting for? At $2 a day, begging your parents into debt has never been easier. Start your subscription today with the Daily Sydney Times. So as we've said today, we're sticking it to the man and I couldn't think of anything better than a bit of passive-aggressive rebellion against the man. Uh, And... This passive aggression is displayed in a variety of locations. This this is all over the world. I've found stories like this um, as a direct result of potholes, right? No one likes potholes. Mm. I don't like potholes. Beck, I don't like potholes. You don't like potholes. Lachlan, no. do you like potholes? 
I hate when I come from a movie and I'm just like, this thing was filled with potholes. I didn't understand a single. No, thing. no, 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 not not plot holes, potholes. The holes oh, in yeah. the road. No, they're, they're, yeah, no, they're, they're, don't like them either. Not yeah, plus, good-o. not plus, not a fan. Good good um, <laughs> I'd say it's the vehicular equivalent of like stubbing your toe. That's how I describe potholes. It's just, mm, it's yes, kind of, it's just painful. <laughs> Kind of a weird analogy. Anyways, um, but we're not alone in our hate for potholes. Plenty of people around the globe are also fed up uh, with these these voids of, of pain. Um, and it's such like an an unthreatening word, though. Like, oh. how can you be angry? Yeah, like, that's true. It's, <laughs> it's, it doesn't seem intimidating no, to me, no. pothole. No, not <laughs> at all. more as like, I don't know. Death valleys. Death valleys. <laughs> Death holes. Death valleys. Death holes. Yeah. Death holes. Okay. Um, so the the proper way to um to deal with death holes is to lodge a complaint with the council, and then at some stage uh, they're supposed to get around to it. But a lot of the time, it doesn't seem to work. Either the complaint is just completely dismissed, or it'll take years. And so people have found ways to take matters into their own hands, which I love, and they're, they're really sticking it to the man. Um, but they're not fixing the issue themselves, but uh, their goal is more to force the council's hand into fixing it for them, just just making them, making them sort of... Just, just prodding them a little bit until they have to do it. And um, so I've got a, few, a good few examples of this. We'll start tame. Uh, with a group mm-hmm. in Canada who were fed up with a pothole on their road. Uh, it had been there for years, and so they decided to plant a tomato garden in the pothole. Uh, and as the plant grew, uh, so did their social media presence, and in no time at all, <laughs> the story was picked up by local and, and national news who jumped on the bandwagon, which essentially forced the And then they realised the it was all a prank. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> it was a prank. <laughs> there was never a tomato There was thing. never a pothole in the first place. No, so it was pretty much to save faith. Face, the the council had to fix the the pothole because it looked terrible on them that there was Isn't national just news. Doing a community yeah. garden. What happened to the tomatoes? Yeah. Uh, I think that the tomatoes were probably relocated or um, they went to the farm. They went to the farm. They ran away to a farm. <laughs> unfortunately, farm. yeah. Man, imagine um, like being the star of a story and still getting killed off. <laughs> We had uh, another similar one come from Pennsylvania. Um, some residents, they, they celebrated the one-year anniversary of a complaint being raised about the pothole. Uh, it was pretty much a birthday party for the pothole. People baked uh, birthday cakes, put on a little birthday hat in into the hole, and um, then again through the power of social media, it goes viral. Uh, and what do you know? The council fixes in two days. It's almost like it wasn't like a priority them. until it became a problem for the council. <laughs> <laughs> Which th- there's a similar theme going with all these things is that they they make the pothole fun and then yeah. <laughs> once the pothole's fun then the council comes <laughs> and ruins the fun. The council, mm, it does sound like the council is much more anti-fun than they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've got no budget for potholes but plenty of budget for shutting down anything fun. Yes. <laughs> um, but I've got one more example, and this one really puts the aggressive in passive-aggressive uh, and really sticks it to the man. The one I've found, this is probably the most common one that I've seen, um, it's where people, they the potholes are there, some raise the complaint, some just don't, um, but they've caught on to using social media as basically like a weapon to get the, the council to, to fix these, these um, issues. 
So the tactic is to just straight up vandalize the potholes. And so people put unsavory words and illustrations of anatomy as well as messages calling out politicians and government officials uh, all, all around uh, these potholes so that the council can either come out and clean it up or if they just fill in the hole, that'll have the same effect and they'll be killing two birds with one stone because way more people make complaints to the council if it's something vulgar or, or offensive on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and again, social media plays a big part in that as well. And uh, and I reckon that there could be sort of a, a place for street artists to get involved in here. Because I reckon if if you painted like Wiley Coyote all squished up in a pothole, like like he's like he's been hit with a big hammer or something, I feel like that, or like Tom and Jerry, something like that. I feel like there's uh there's a way to 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 get social media well and truly around them, and uh, or maybe. Maybe there's a business in it. I reckon, like a, a, mar- a marketing business <laughs> that specialises in getting oh. potholes repaired. <laughs> I just feel like you could get Banksy in on it. Yeah, probably. Oh, but then, then they couldn't fill it in. Sure. Oh, no, but then it then it'd sell for oh, a whole they, lot. They just sell a, a like square foot of pothole, and then the council fills <laughs> in the rest. Yeah, that art he had where it literally like shredded itself. Yeah. It's like that sort of thing. Like he puts the art in the pothole and then the next someone buys the pothole the next day the council comes and fills it in. It's like <laughs> yeah. the performance art. And then you've got a whole bunch of copycats who come in and just start making potholes everywhere so that banks are filling in. And it's just this cycle. That's where potholes come from. That's, yeah. Have you ever seen like a pothole slowly erode? No. That's, no that's, that's what that's, the council wants you to believe. I've never seen a pothole form, but I suppose it probably no. takes quite a while. Like, like maybe like maybe like four days. I reckon. No, it's it's always like it's not there, and then the next day it's there. It's there. No, you guys have just both bought the lie from Big Pothole. <laughs> Big pothole. I won't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> So we were speaking about uh, passive-aggressive sticking it to the man and kind of following along from that theme, I was thinking almost the most powerful way to stick it to the man is by doing it in a very subtle, subtle way, like oh, so yeah. that, you know, the man doesn't really know you've stuck it to him, but you know you've, you've stuck it. You've you stuck it to the victories. man. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've come up with a list uh, called small powerful but mighty moves that stick it to the man that's so a good it's title. nowhere related mm. to anything called a power move no, it's a small power no, this is this is a brand new segment uh, never done before um exactly. these are because moves which have power me. but they are completely <laughs> separate from power moves completely mm. different it's, it's <laughs> these a, are small it, powerful but mighty moves it that is stick legally it to the distinct from power moves <laughs> <laughs> it's it's legally a sentence. It's not it's not a title. <laughs> True, perfect. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. exempt. Okay, now the uh, <laughs> we've got the red tape out the way. <laughs> so I've I've made a list of a couple of things that I think you know if you do it, it's it's not so much necessarily the man as I was saying. The man doesn't always have to know, but you know you know that you've stuck it to him, and and that's what matters. So the first one I was <laughs> I was thinking, and these all just kind of came to my head. I don't really know you're welcome to attack me and say that that's not right like that's not sticking <laughs> to the man and that's fine 
<laughs> these You're are things that I thought. You're welcome to attack me. <laughs> no, it's nice to know that sticking it back to the woman is on the table. <laughs> so the first one I came up with was um, getting second. So you're, you're at dinner, right? And and you get seconds before you've been excused from the table. So you just get up and go and get seconds and then you come back and you start eating. That's a good, that is a power move. You stuck to the uh, Sorry, a powerful move distinct from power moves. <laughs> if, if I was... If I witnessed that, I would feel insecure and yeah. vulnerable. Because yeah. it's just, <laughs> you just arrive back and it's just like, what are people going to do? Yeah, they, exactly. Like, there's some, no. You want some food? Yeah. Or they're like, did you leave any for me? I don't know. You'll have to go and check. But yeah, why don't you're you going to ask for yourself. The next one I came up with was um, you know, if you're in like an icebreaker situation or. Just, I don't know, I hate icebreakers, but if you're playing that game that's two truths and a lie, mm. just tell three truths. It's me, I'm the lie. <laughs> Instead of, oh, maybe that's the lie, is that you told yeah. three truths. Oh, my goodness, you've broken the game. <laughs> It's meta now. <laughs> this yeah, is meta. I like how that, that move is just like, don't play fair. <laughs> In its essence, it's just like, cheat. <laughs> Ruin the game. You'll win the game the for certain, no doubt about it. <laughs> the next one I have is um, when, when you're driving in a car, instead of using the engine, <laughs> the image is just so funny in my head. Instead of using the indicator, you want to do that thing where you stick your hand out the window and just like wave it to like indicate. <laughs> like you're a cyclist. What, what if you have to turn left? <laughs> um, you have an extendable hand or something. One of those like grabby claws that people <laughs> use to pick up rubbish. Just got that out the window. I'm I'm thinking very Mr. Bean driving his car from the roof here. That sort of a that sort of a scenario. It's because indicators are there to be used, right? They're there yeah. to indicate which way you're going. Well, don't use the indicator, stick it to the man. Stick it to, use your hand. Hands stick it to big indicator. Hands are there to be used, and I say we should use them more. That's true. <laughs> don't don't put them on the wheel. Stick them out the car window. <laughs> and just this is wave. not legal advice. This is not legal advice. <laughs> Please, we will not be paying any of your. We, we are not liable for anyone taking their hands off the steering wheel <laughs> as a result of this podcast. Yes, please no. <laughs> um, the the other one I've had is uh when someone says "have a good day" and then you have a bad day. <laughs> 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 Uh, that that reminds me so much of um uh I, I'm not a very sporty person, but biggest powerful move that I that I've ever seen anyone do is at the end of a sports match, uh, when you shake hands and you say, Oh yeah, yeah, good game, well played. Uh the best response you can ever give back is played. Just remove <laughs> the well out of it. <laughs> Or, or just like you played. <laughs> well played. Okay. Good try. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's cool. Yeah. It's, it is correct. They did play. 
where's the light? <laughs> where's, I fail to see it. It is that is now that's a good move. <laughs> the last one I I had is um I'm not really sure how it's possible, but if you do it, I think he's you've well and truly stuck it to the man. And it's uh when you sneeze, don't close your eyes. Oh, that's like some sort of weird challenge where, yes. where you're like holding you your it. eyes open as you sneeze. It sounds terrifying to look at. The best way to follow that up would be don't wait for anyone else to bless you. Bless yourself. Bless yourself. <laughs> eyes, eyes open mid-sneeze. Bless me. Bless me, yeah. Everyone around you is like, what just happened? Especially if you've got a friend who like is notorious for just always being immediately to say bless you, just like cut in before them and say bless me and rob them of their blessing. Show them their plate. No, what do you what do you offer to this friendship group? You have to offer more than oh I say bless you really far. Get a better thing. <laughs> I need more than blessing in this friendship. You're not the Pope. That's his thing. No thoughts and prayers over here. (laughs) (laughs) But I reckon that probably just about wraps us up for uh, this episode of Zap. Uh, It's been. I think we've well and truly stuck it to the man. We have. We have. The man is going to have to go and take a long, hard look at themselves. After listening to this. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're going to need to take a shower because there's lots of stuff stuck to them <laughs> after all this. Um, but thank you once again for joining us on the podcast, Lachlan. Um, your contribution so uh, is priceless. Um, <laughs> thank you. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure to be here, guys. Thank and, you. And uh, we'll be back next time for another episode of Zap. Thank you. Bye. Toodles. <laughs> That's my thing. I say I say toodles. I love it. Well, that's the best ending we're ever gonna have. We can't get better than that.